0: Welcome to Twisted Reality. My name is Misty. I am here with my husband, Matt. We are ordained ministers. As before, we're going to dive into spirits and myths. This will include some of our real-life experiences as well as experiences from others. We will attempt to shed light on the stories and myths that twist reality.
1: Today's topic, we're going to talk about the murder castle of Chicago. It was owned by America's very first serial killer, Herman Webster, Webster Mudgett, a.k.a. H.H. H. H. Holmes. The house stood at 63rd and Wallace, which now is no longer there, but now it is a haunted post office. Post office employees claim that there's many strange apparitions. There's They hear voices.
0: And it's mostly the stuff down in the, in the basement. basement.
1: That's the only thing that is attached to the old foundation. The rest of the building... Goes in a different direction, what would be the grassy knoll of the old hotel?
0: Yeah, he, I think he owned the whole block it was when a, he did this.
1: It was huge. Yeah, he it went was a big crazy deal. with it. Yeah. Now, it's really sketchy. H.H. Um, Holmes admitted to killing over 200 people. Problem is, they found several of these people alive and well after his execution. But he was not executed for any of those crimes. Yeah, the he only, was only... There was only one crime and it was his business partner, uh, Ben Pitzel. And he concocted a story that they was gonna do some insurance fraud.
0: Yes, and um, they did find the children of Pitzel. One was stuffed up in a chimney, I think it was the son. And then the two girls, I can't remember if they were, like, charred and buried.
1: Well, you're getting a little ahead of yourself. Sorry. No, no. <laughs> I know you know a lot about this story. You've researched it. So, but for you listeners, what it, what she's referring to was when he, the whole story was he made a deal with Pitskull that they was going to go to, was it Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, somewhere? Somewhere I don't like that. Um, and they were supposed to find a body that looked like Pitskull. They had a life insurance policy worth a lot of money and that H.H. Holmes was going to identify the dead body as his business partner. Then they was going to collect the insurance money, move to South America with Pitskill's family. And they was all going to live happily ever after.
0: Exactly. Yes. Yeah.
1: But in reality, he murdered him while they was out there.
0: And I mean, being a business partner and knowing that this guy was a <laughs> proclaimed torture doctor, um, he actually got a degree. He went to college to become a doctor so he could learn.
1: He was actually a genius. He graduated yeah. high school at a very young age and went into medical college at a very young age. Yes. I mean, the guy was a genius. I, he, he just was a derailed genius, I guess.
0: <clears throat> it, just a little twisted is all. He, uh,
1: well, he, let's get back to the story about the three kids. <laughs> so what had happened was he went back to St. Louis where pit was from told his wife says yes there was an accident he was killed the insurance money's coming but i'm gonna help you while you wait for this insurance money since you have no money to take care of your kids they can come live with me and then that's when you
0: yeah when he uh he took them with him and did whatever he likes to do and Apparently, the son ended up stuffed up in the chimney, like I said, and the two daughters were burned and buried. Um, What got him caught and had the police actually look for the children is the children wrote letters to their mom and their grandparents, and he had took those letters and kept them.
1: Kept them and never sent them.
0: All right, for all my twisted people that are like me, you know that a serial killer likes to keep some kind of little token from their uh, person that they've killed, or some kind of memorabilia to look back on and be like, "Yeah, that's what they did before I killed them," and that's what got him caught. He saved that those those letters, and uh, that's where they.
1: So, kind of getting back to the story.
0: Yes, sir.
1: <laughs> School and, uh, Pitzel and H.H. H. Holmes were long, long-standing business partners that were both con artists. They've known each other for years. They worked several cons throughout the years. And Pitzel actually was one of his side men, or one of his main men for side men, Jesus. <laughs> he one had of his,
0: three of them, by the way. He had
1: three, but Pitzel was the main guy that yeah. made sure bodies were disposed of made sure, you know, they had one guy that worked for them. And this is all going to kind of tie together. They all worked under the Murder Castle in Chicago. So...
0: Did they work for the Murder Castle? Because the Murder Castle was the hotel.
1: Okay, well, yeah.
0: And then there was a glass bending factory.
1: So, the way this worked is your Murder Castle, Chicago, was a hotel. It was built on a corner, and it was just a few miles from the Columbian Exposition Expo, or Exposition Fair, and then also a couple years later, you had the Chicago World's Fair, so he built this place to get, to catch one. The tired
0: people that are just coming in because they're getting ready to go to the fair.
1: So you've got the or... tourists, but then also he <laughs> sent Pitzel. All over the country to go find these women to come work at a world class hotel for the Chicago. I mean, he really sold it hard to where these girls wanted to come. Well, then next thing you know, they disappeared. The women disappeared. The guests disappeared. So that's that's where this murder castle comes in. The rooms were said to have locks on the outsides of the doors, not the insides of the doors.
0: Yes, he set it up purely for torture. So you had, and he had several different uh construction people come in to build these because he, he didn't want those
1: he didn't want anybody knowing what he was building
0: exactly so he had a a chamber down in the basement that had the where he burnt the bodies yeah so had the
1: crematory you had
0: your crematory you had the. now
1: when the police actually raided the the castle or no, excuse well murder castle yeah. With, they said they found torture racks in the basement. Now, this is a funny thing about H.H. Holmes. He was so smart that he thought he was going to start a giant human race by stretching humans. He thought a human body could be stretched. Yes. So he had torture racks and that's one of the things he tried to do and they're claiming that this is what happened. These subjects were ripped in half or internal damage and they died. So the next thing you know he's got to get rid of them. Yep. But
0: it's purely on his, he was such a genius and he wanted to, I don't, I'm not sure because I'm I'm not that H.H. H. Holmes and have my way of thinking like he did, but <coughs> there was something in him thinking that he was really coming up with something. He nope. was really inventing something and he was gonna make something bigger and better but it ended up all in failure and he had to hide it so he wouldn't get caught.
1: So this is going to lead up to the glass bending factory, but also they said that the gas controls for the lights were on the outsides of the rooms yes, for maintenance reasons. And they said, actually he could turn the gas on without the flame and then end up killing them, asphyxiating them. They had the asphyxiation yes. rooms. He had rooms where he had locked people in a, in a, Basically, a safe. It was an airtight safe yeah. to see how long they would survive with no oxygen. He also I mean, had
0: the acid baths.
1: Acid baths, the lime baths. I mean, he was and just.
0: Some of these women that. Pit, Pitzel. I keep wanting to call him Pretzel.
1: I know, Pretzel. That's <laughs> what I was like.
0: <laughs> but he would bring these women to work for them. And some of these women, because I guess back in the day, H.H. H. Holmes was some kind of hot guy or okay, something.
1: Okay. They. they Portrayed him as a stud. Now, his exactly. picture, he doesn't look like. Uh, uh, I mean, he about, looks all
0: right compared to some of the people. But if you think about the 1880s age, and
1: that yeah. time, he probably, probably was a pretty good looking guy. Yeah. I and, don't know.
0: And then also the thing that he had money made him
1: now, a he little was, bit more. He was a polygamist as well.
0: Yeah. So um, he had women.
1: So he had a lot of women. He had a lot of wives.
0: That ended up missing.
1: Now, he blamed his. One wives for killing the other wives and whatever, you know, he always had a story. Yes. But uh, you, uh there's so many different stories of secret passageways and you're, you're two floors in the basement. There was two stories in the yeah, basement. Yeah,
0: and that's why the basement has all the stuff in it. I mean, where is the best place to have a torture? I mean, come on. Why do they call them dungeons? So, you can torture people in a dungeon. They're underground. What's the best insulation so you're not hearing people scream? Uh, dirt. I mean, <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm getting a is. little excited. I'm sorry.
1: Here, H.H. Holmes, <laughs> he designed this hotel, and that's what it was. It was designed to be a storefront and pharmacy because he was a pharmacist after he got out of medical school. Now, there was a a situation from when he was in medical school that he was stealing cadavers. Yes, he... Torturing the dead bodies and then burying them randomly.
0: But he also liked to sell the bones for skeletons.
1: Well, that's where the torture... And
0: that's where one of the three guys, one was to peel the skin and layers off of the bones so that it doesn't leave any markings. And create a skeleton that you can sell to a university or whatnot.
1: He, he had a very big business of selling uh, skeletons. Now, this is where you're coming. This is where it comes in about the glass bending factory. Nobody could understand why a doctor who owned a famous hotel needed a glass bending factory. Now, this glass bending factory had no employees. And they never bent one piece of glass in this factory, but it had a constant supply of gas for the furnaces.
0: Yeah, and it's enough gas to make the furnace be the perfect temperature to burn a body.
1: (laughs) Now they claim that this factory is extremely haunted because they've taken these dead bodies into the furnace, turned them to ash, and spread the ashes all over the... The ground. The, the, the ground right outside the door. Um, and that goes back to the post office. The post office is claiming they see apparitions, shadow people, they hear voices. And that's the part of the basement that, would, that was shared with the original castle, the basement of the post office. <clears throat> now, um, paranormal investigators have talked about the glass bending factory hearing voices with nobody there. Um, they would hear men's voices having a conversation uh, they it's just
0: and some of these it's who it's hard to say because out of all three guys ended up missing the only one that was dead <clears throat> air quotations that you can't see uh is the pit pitzel and that's that's the one that he actually got sentenced to.
1: And the only reason he got caught for that is because he tried to claim the insurance check on him. Yes, yeah, so
0: if he if he wouldn't put, have done that. <laughs> that
1: put him on the radar. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he admits to killing tons of people. He admits to torturing. He admits, I mean, he admits to everything. And then they say that some of those were actually false admits. I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. There's a lot about this guy, but. If you research the murder castle, which they tore it down in 1923, I think, or 33. I can't remember which. Um, it was bought by a gentleman after, not, it was before the before the hanging. He was hanged on May 7th of uh, 1896. And uh, a gentleman bought the murder castle and was trying to turn it into a museum. And it mysteriously caught fire, damaged the two top floors. They redone the floors, got everything back to the way it was. And then they couldn't do nothing with it. And it ended up getting tore down and then turned into a post office. Cross street was his original place of business. And I cannot remember the woman's name, but he had, rumor was he worked for an elderly pharmacist and the Elderly pharmacist and his wife both come up missing, and he took over the business, yeah, um, a pharmacy, and then built the new store across the street, which was his murder castle. And then the bottom floor was the pharmacy storefronts, and then the second floor was apartments, and then above that was all your hotel rooms. I don't remember how many floors it was total.
0: Me either. Uh, um,
1: it's changed. It, it changed because of the fires. They they got rid of some stuff. They added some stuff. So it it was kind of a a constant. It was in between five and six, or five and seven. It just depended on when it was. But yeah, this guy was—he was a—he was, was a genius. But once again,
0: he liked torture. People.
1: He didn't see it as torture. I don't think as much as it was. He was seeing it as doing a public service, and he would be one of them guys telling you, "I thank you for your contribution." This is going to be painful, but you're doing so much good by doing this. Yeah. I mean, the only other person I found on a level of H.H. Holmes was Joseph Mangla, who was the Nazi doctor during World War II. And that guy, I mean, I read his biography. And that was the only book that ever gave me nightmares. And I'm telling you, there was probably two weeks straight I didn't sleep after reading that book. And I was, I was 18, 19 years old when I read it. And it was just mind-blowing. This guy thought... He was doing God's work. He thought he was going to save thousands and thousands and thousands of Jews because he was doing weird ass experiments. He well, was, that's
0: like the doctors in the psych wards back in the day where they would drill holes in their heads. Yeah, you know, here they think they're doing electroshock something good. therapy. Yeah,
1: and,
0: and so all I mean, they were doing was making it worse.
1: You know, the only thing I can say is there is the saying, "All uh." how's it what's what's the saying the roads of hell are paved with good intentions exactly Yes. that was it well it took me a second i was trying not to screw that one up (laughs) but yeah i mean h.h holmes was he was batshit crazy but he was a genius i'm not trying to say what he was doing was right i don't condone it i don't endorse it i just you almost have to look at it and and just i don't want to say admire the guy that's not what i'm trying to say it's just like he went about things the wrong way. If he would have had the right channel, the right path, uh, he probably could have really done some good instead. That's what I,
0: that, yeah, the way you're trying. To,
1: he just completely just.
0: He took the path that made everybody not want to admire him. But if he would have took that other path, he really could have came up with something. He could have been something in the medical field that would cure something. Yeah. you know
1: or it was rumored that he paid for a lot of his hotel expenses of building the hotel by stealing uh grave robbing
0: yes he did he was a grave robber
1: they they would rob graves and sell the cadavers back to the colleges and the... yep you know that was actually a pretty big deal back then just because they were still You think about modern medicine, we have so many, but you're talking about back in the early days, they didn't have the knowledge, the computer, the the textbooks, all that. It was more of a trial and error. Yeah, they were still finding their way back then. Yeah. So I don't know, but, you know, get back to the castle. There's a lot of really, really negative energy in that building. People died the most horrific deaths. They didn't understand what was going on. So they're trapped in this area. Mm-hmm. And just because you knock down the brick walls, that does not mean things are all better.
0: They're not free. Those people,
1: they're still,
0: they're stuck there. It's think of it. Like, there may not
1: be a third floor no more, but there is still something on that third floor. That,
0: exactly. You got to think of it as you're walking into this place and you're at the prime of your life. and then all of a sudden, this weird thing happens with some strange guy. Who knows what he did to these people? Um, let's just say you were the one that was getting tortured.
1: Um, well, he was so smart. Well, I don't want to say smart. <laughs> he had a knowledge of, of the medical field. And he had, you know, he's a career criminal. He he thought things through. He he'd worked with that pistol. What did he do to him? He...
0: He talked him into killed this. and Killed him
1: with chloroform. Yeah. And then lit him on fire and burned his face. And, and
0: put his pipe next
1: to him. Put his pipe next to him. So it looked like his pipe exploded when yeah. he was. And he almost got away with it. But when he went and tried claiming the insurance money. yeah, All of a sudden that's where the red flag. cut. Co- hey this guy's really wanting this insurance money bad. Let's look into this a little deeper. If he wouldn't have.
0: If he wouldn't have done the that. The greed got him. Yeah. It, it.
1: But yeah. <laughs> You're talking about people. I, I mean to interrupt you, but yeah. you know, they're they're showing up for the world fair. People come from around the world to go to the Chicago World Fair. They're excited. They're wanting to well, see something. Well, it's like
0: something. you're going on a vacation. Girls are
1: coming to work because they're working at the World's Fair Hotel. Is they sold this as the most modern hotel of its time, the greatest, the biggest, the you're gonna be posh if you're staying in this hotel. Just think, you're gonna, you know, there's and you laugh about this. But people, I'm going to mention this, ever watch the show Downton Abbey, and it's about the staff help working inside of a castle in England, and that was an honor back then.
0: If you were that staff member,
1: you, were, you had...
0: The best job that every other staff person in any other place wanted.
1: You had professions over there. A secretary didn't have the clout that a oh you oh my god, you work in a castle? You are so lucky. And people I mean, these people were were regarded above an attorney, above a doctor, above a so these they sold these girls on this very same premise. You're gonna work in a building that's gonna basically make you famous. Well they it became famous just the wrong way
0: exactly
1: and then they you know next thing you know they was tortured um
0: i mean you have where you're being stretched you have where you're being i mean there's tortures what, everybody what? knows your torture i mean if you're any kind of horror freak like i am there's nails getting pulled out of your fingers or your toes there's small cuts on your body that that won't kill you but let you bleed enough that you you know it's one of those things that
1: so the reason i mean and i'm not trying to interrupt you but the reason they never was able to convict him of any of these murders because there just wasn't any evidence there's
0: no body there's no body there's no evidence and if he kept the bones and sold them who's gonna go around to every single university and check that those skeletons to see oh yeah. this is even francis's though,
1: bones from then, there's no dna back then you're yeah. not going to be able to tell a, you know i mean the only thing you tell is man a woman that's it you're exactly. not going to tell nothing else but on top of that they sold real bones back then to for they was not a, a plastic or a fiberglass or anything it was real bones back then it was because people would donate their bodies to science and whatever the case is and or... he
0: and with him being a doctor I think that's why he got his license so he could use that he could say hey this person donated their body to science they just passed away I've cleaned them up and here's
1: their bones
0: I mean who's to say that didn't happen
1: you know and, and I think you I think you caught this when I was doing the research on this when they actually went in and and when i say raided it wasn't like they broke down the doors it's just after he got caught he confessed and then they went in and the police took the building he wasn't allowed nobody was allowed to stay there everybody had to leave but then they started investigating the building and they found the the trap doors and the the moving walls there was walls that would move
0: so he could hide everything so
1: he could hide bodies or he would he could Somebody in I room. mean, you
0: could walk into this place and accidentally find yourself in the basement, but you're not going to find the dungeon unless you pull a book out of a cabinet. I don't know. Maybe you had a button. But, but the, anyway.
1: <laughs> the one thing that police said they found and they couldn't do nothing with, they didn't understand, they couldn't even theorize on how this happened, and that was the, the asphyxiation chamber is what H.H. Holmes called it, and it was a safe. Yeah. And... What they had found was a woman's footprint was etched into the steel wall. So the thing that goes through my mind, and I've done trauma scene and crime scene cleanup, I've cleaned up more dead bodies than I can t- tell you about. I mean, it, I, it, I work St. Louis crime scene cleanup, man. We've we done some shit down there. But what's going through my head is how long would a body have to be in that chamber for the oil to etch into that steel, or, you know, they said, well, she must have kicked it that hard. I don't buy that. That's that steel. I mean,
0: I mean, and being a woman, okay, girls, um, we're women, we're strong, but I don't think we're
1: that strong. It didn't dent the steel. It was exactly. a safe. It, it was I a mean, safe. <laughs> and it just said that she didn't... And
0: it's one footprint. It I was mean, a if you were footprint. trying to kick your way out, let's think about this. Smart, gang. If you're kicking your way out, are you going to hit the same spot over and over and over again? No, you're not.
1: But, it, yeah, it, it, they found that and they couldn't have, we can't even theorize how it happened. So, I mean, he did get away with a lot of stuff. Um, I don't know. It just, I can't even think of all the other things they said. There were chutes that you would, that he would stuff bodies in to get rid of that would drop straight to the basement go down through the walls and drop them down to where...
0: And then he had the, um, because after he gassed you out, he had the, like, a vacuum that would suck that out of the air so he could walk in there quickly, clean out the people, move them downstairs, through the chutes, because they just shove them down in there, and it shoots right down into the... And so he could move in new people in that room. I mean...
1: I, I would love to go investigate that area. I mean, you go in the post office. You can't go to the basement. But I just think there's a lot going on. Then I'd also like to go check out the glass bending factory. I'd just like to run and around the I don't know if that's meter. still there. I, I know, think I it's been to...
0: tore down. And that's why they're only seeing the stuff on the grounds. I don't know if there's an actual glass factory. Because I tried to look that up. And I'm having some issues.
1: I don't so. know. But it's, if you think about it, that's a pretty genius idea. They never did understand why he bought that, how he never had no employees there, how he never done any business, but it constantly used a good rotation of gas. And that furnace looked huge when it showed the, the, the videos on it. It was a, they said you could pile multiple bodies into this room and it got hot enough. It just disintegrated everything.
0: Yeah. So you could, you know, take out. More than just one body.
1: So, yeah. I don't know. He's a freaky dude.
0: Creepy. Just weird. And then, okay. How crazy is it to be associated with him, knowing what he does, and think that you're okay and you're not going to get hurt? That's the other thing. Uh, I mean, this—that this...
1: That was one of his cons or one of his games. Was he was always finding women that were wealthy, and they all disappeared. Hmm. And the thing was, it wasn't like this was an unknown fact. People knew that he had women that just disappeared, and it's because he would make up a well. They were rich. They left me. They didn't need me, but they never turned up anywhere. Yeah. And then there's there's the one story that he told the police, and he was. With a woman, she was a very well-off, uh,
0: I can't think of what she was, uh,
1: real estate. Yes, that's it. Real estate mogul. And her sister came to visit and he started an affair with the sister and supposedly his wife killed her own sister, took her to the glass bending factory, put her in a gas chamber, burn Burned her, her, got rid of her, sprinkled her ashes out in the thing. I mean, he was very detailed over this whole story. He said he didn't have nothing to do with it, but then what happened? That woman come up missing, and
0: she just disappeared.
1: They're claiming she's the apparition that walks around the factory grounds now because he killed her and spread her ashes out there.
0: So, with her sister.
1: So, so who knows? I don't know.
0: I don't know. It's just crazy.
1: <laughs> you know, there's a lot of fucked up people in America, and it's just what I what we. You know, I shouldn't say I. What we like to do is. Just research this stuff. I mean, it's amazing the stories you hear that you never realized happened. You know, there's we're going to talk about it uh, at another episode, but there's yeah, a lot of curses getting, and stuff going on in these areas.
0: Close to the end here. so
1: Yeah, that's all the time we have this week. If you have a question or story you would like to share, or maybe you have a place you would like us to have to investigate, whether it be paranormal or unexplained, Uh, feel free to email us at twisted.reality2021 at gmail.com. I would also like to invite you to visit our Facebook page and our Facebook group, Twisted Reality 2021, as well. And as always, we thank you for listening. And until next time, keep an open mind. See you
0: later, guys.